Hello and welcome back to The Daily Run with Za. My name is Eliza Maron, the host of The Daily Run with Za. And today we are speaking with Tiffany. Tiffany has a run streak of, let's see, 2,161 consecutive days, which is about, well, coming up here on six years. So she began her streak in May of 2015. So thanks for joining, (laughs) Tiffany. Oh, thank you. Sure. Um, To get started, I guess, besides running, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, So I'm actually from a pretty small town in Oregon. Um, I mostly grew up there. Um, My dad lives in Alaska, so I spent a lot of time there as a kid, too. And I joined the Air Force after high school, and I've been doing that for about 14 and a half years. Um, So pretty unpredictable day-to-day life. Um, I moved every few years and actually started my run streak when I was working at the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. And since then, I've moved to Colorado, Texas, and I'm now uh, in Tampa, Florida. So never know what the next day is going to bring, except hopefully getting at least a mile in. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess to, to begin, how did your run streak start? Were you active when you were younger, or did you, um, how did you come into running, and then how did that streak begin? So, I actually started running um, track in middle school, um, and I know you can't see me, um, but I'm only 5'1", so you can imagine I was probably quite a bit shorter in middle school, but <laughs> I was convinced that I was going to be a hurdler, or a sprinter, or a javelin thrower, because they didn't have to run a lot, so that was what... <laughs> That's what I wanted to do, yeah. and uh, and I was terrible at it. So one day, the distance coach, who I'm actually still in touch with um, every now and again, and he's just coached so many amazing runners over the year, um, he said, hey, come come run a mile. And I was like, a mile's a long ways. <laughs> uh, you know, we all did it for probably the, like, presidential fitness um, thing where you used to have to, like, measure your vertical leap. And I was always terrible at that too. But, um, yeah, so I went and I ran a mile and, and it was really hard. And I was like, Oh man, I liked that. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, he, he said, okay, well, we'll have you run the 800. Um, and, and it quickly progressed to, you know, eight fifteen and three at, at most of the meets we did. And, and I loved it and I couldn't get enough of it. So, um, I, ended up doing cross country and track in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of took a running hiatus after I joined the air force because I had surgery on both of my hips, um, in 2007 and 2008. And after I did, the doctor said, you're, you're not going to run much more than a 5k. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just, you know, pretty, pretty crushing for somebody who loved to run. Um, and I wasn't competing or anything at the time, but I just, I still enjoyed it. So, um, you know, I stayed fit for the military. We have to, we take a PT test every year and, you know, I still excelled at the, the run for that. Um, but then in 2014, I got stationed in Washington, DC and I did not want to drive there because (laughs) it was terrifying. So I thought, well, I'll run everywhere. I'll walk everywhere. I can go everywhere on my feet. Um, and I bought my first GPS watch and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I can run more than a 5k, 
you know, I got up to where I was running like five or six miles at a time. And one day I looked at a map and I was like, I can run to the Lincoln Memorial. And (laughs) I thought it was about four miles. And the longest run I had done was about six. So it was going to be an eight mile round trip. But I said, you know, I'll get there. I'll get a drink of water. I'll take a break. I'll run back. (laughs) So I got there and not having uh, been wearing a GPS watch for very long, I was not yet conditioned to look down at it all the time. Mm -hmm. So I got there and stopped it and I was at 6.6 miles and I was like, Oh shoot. Uh, I got to run home. Yeah. So I got some water and I looked around and I ran home. I ended up running just over half marathon distance. And, um, I really just jumped into it from there and started signing up for races. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I ran my first half in 24, 14 in the fall was my first official half. And what, and then, what half was that? Was that the, the Ducey one? Marine or what's the um, It was the, um, the Navy Air Force half marathon, which I don't think is actually occurring anymore. They did mm-hmm. it for a few years. Okay. Um, great, you know, mid-sized half marathon that ran through DC. You got to see all the sites. Um, but I, I don't think it's happened in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finished that and when I finished for some reason, I decided that I wanted to start running ultras. Um, well, yeah, so I, I might as well. So I mm-hmm. got home, right? I got home and got on my computer and I signed up for a 50 miler. Um, I did not have a lot of running friends at the time, obviously who to discourage me from that. Yeah. Um, and luckily found, a friend who encouraged me to sign up for and run a 50 K a few months before it to Mm -hmm. wrap my brain around it. Um, so I completed both of those. They were so much harder than I thought they would be. Well, of course, um, (laughs) I mean, it's really rough and, you know, Mm -hmm. trail races, there's lots of tripping hazards and Mm -hmm. not great at staying upright all the time. Yeah. And so you, you didn't run a marathon before you jumped into that, the 50 K and the 50 mile, you just, no, I decided did not. To, yeah, just to, to go go all in. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to see how far I could run. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I finished the 50-miler, and I was like, okay, well, what's what's next? Um, and I wanted to do 100, but at the time I worked uh, kind of a weird schedule mm-hmm. where our hours changed every 10 days, so mm-hmm. our sleep schedules were constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that first... 50 miler I was a little bit aimless and I thought okay well I just need to I just need to get running again and then I saw a thing for the runner's world memorial day to fourth of July run streak Hmm. and And I was like and what was that because I'm not I'm not familiar at all so there's a few um because I see them you know on like social media every now and again Mm -hmm. where they will advertise just you know, hey, can you run every day from Memorial Day to Fourth of July? Or um, mm-hmm. I think I've seen one that was. I, I know they've been other times of the year, um, but I thought I could I could run every day for you know, however long that was. So mm-hmm. I actually ended up starting a couple of days before Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Um, the twenty fifth. And when I got <laughs> in twenty fifteen. Yeah, May twenty fifth, twenty fifteen. And then when I got to Fourth of July. I ran, mm-hmm. but then I got to the 5th of July and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I could do this for a year probably. Yeah. 
Um, and then I remember very distinctly soon after that, I got online and I was like, I think there's other people who do this. Mm -hmm. And I just Googled run every day and obviously runeveryday.com came up. So that was kind of what kept me going after that first, you know, about, about month and a half. I was like, there's so many other people who do this. They've been doing it for so long. Like maybe I could do that. <laughs> and you did. And then you just kept going and you haven't stopped. <laughs> yes. For, I actually figured it out this morning. So I could tell you, um, 15,392 miles. Okay. three hundred nine. And then what's, so what's that average per year? Um, I don't know what it, I did not do the average per year, but it averages just over seven a day. Okay. Yeah. Well, what? Well, seven a day. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've trained for a lot of things in between then after the ultras, I decided I wanted to try to qualify for Boston. Mm -hmm. Um, so actually you mentioned Marine Corps earlier. That was my first marathon and I did that in the fall of 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. So I did not did not qualify for Boston there. <laughs> well, that's yeah, your first your first marathon. Even if I mean it's a different experience, I'm sure 50 50k. And what's your qualifying time? Is it 3:30? Um at the time it was 3:35. Mm-hmm. Um so I ran a 3:42 at the first one. Um and you know, it's it's pretty disappointing because I think I I mean I was definitely in shape to run the 3:35 because I ran yeah. one about a month later in uh Philly. Mhm. Um, but you know, I was like, that's, that's okay. I'll keep, I like yeah. this. I'll keep going. <laughs> so how many, so that was fall of 2015, did you say? Yes. And then how many marathons have you done since then? So that was your first one. So, um, just straight 26.2, uh, would be 12. Um, so I ended up qualifying for Boston in the fall of qualifying with enough of a buffer mm-hmm. in the fall of 2016, um, in Omaha. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny. We actually went, you know, we get out to the course and I thought fall, I had lived in Nebraska before I went to DC. So I thought it'd be great weather. Mm-hmm. Um, we get out there and it's, I was standing in shorts and a sports bra sweating at the start line. And I was oh, like, dear. this is going to be a rough day. Yeah. And, um, then they told us that there was a shooting on the course and they had to delay the start Hmm. for an hour. It was like, Oh no, it's only going to get hotter. (laughs) So, you know, walked around, tried to hydrate and eat. And we came back and a couple of minutes before they shot the gun for the start, uh, they said, Hey, we had to change the course. So you can't count this. This won't be a Boston qualifier anymore. Yeah. And it was kind of, it was crushing. And a lot of people actually ended up dropping to, uh, the half distance yeah. because like, why, you know, if you came there to BQ, then, you know, why, why expend the energy to run the full? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, you know what? I am fit and I'm trained and I'm here. So I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I ended up running a couple minute PR and I ran, uh, a three thirty two. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they got done, I was, pretty hot and pretty tired but I went to the race directors and I was like what do we have to do to get this recertified because mm-hmm. I am running Boston yeah <laughs> so um between contacting BAA and USATF and 
probably the right word is harassing the race directors. <laughs> um, they ended up getting the course recertified, and there was a few of us who had qualified, and BAA just held our entries hmm. aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we found out in November that we got to run, so that That's was cool. pretty cool. Nice. Well, you made it happen, so good good work and, you know, st- sticking it to them and, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. It was, I was not letting that go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, you worked hard and... And then you ran, did you end up running Boston that, let's see, when was that? Um, I ran it in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, 2018, and 2019. Okay. And, did, so, and then I, I did the virtual this year, oh, or okay. last year. So are you on a, a Boston Marathon streak as well, maybe? <laughs> you know, um, I was, Yeah. The, the trip that I'm on down here for work, um, I will still be here mm-hmm. when Boston happens this fall, so I won't be able to go. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, well, I think, you know, just circling back to the beginning of your, well, not really the beginning of your running, but basically your hip injury in 2000, 2007, 2008, um, the doctor telling you you can only run three miles. So, you know, great work for proving him wrong, him or her wrong. (laughs) And obviously, you know, that 15,000 miles you've already logged within your streak, which is 2,500 a year, you know, you said average of seven miles a day. Um, you know, that's a pretty significant, not only, you know, miles you're putting in, but, you know, that commitment um, to every day, you know, and, you know, to run every day, you don't have to log a ton of miles. Like when I, early on in my streak, um, you know, I was logging maybe about the same um, per year for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like, you know, there's times we just kind of go, through phases. And, um, you know, my dad runs literally just one single mile every, every single day, but it's the fact that, you know, he gets out there every single day. So, Oh yeah. I listened, I actually just listened (laughs) to the episode with him and, um, and you know, I think it's one of the best things about the run streak is it it is a unique thing. Um, so when a lot of people hear about it, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they're interested, they want to know more. And, um, not necessarily getting people into run streaking, but through it, you know, I've been able to get some friends into running. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, I have a great friend who just celebrated her four year anniversary of her first race ever. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to this race with her and it was a 5k and she was just a nervous wreck and watching how she's grown mm-hmm. over the course of four years, um, you know, graduating to the full marathon distance oh, wow. from, yeah. from, you know, being injury riddled and barely running at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I think to me, that's the, the best part about it is getting to share it with people and getting other people into running. Um, you know, even if they can't streak because yeah. she's a fantastic runner, but she's very injury prone. So, you know, she typically runs four, maybe five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she went from barely running at all to breaking two hours and a half marathon in a couple of years. Yeah. So it's just fantastic to get to watch people like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for the the quote unquote injury prone runners, um, you know, it's also that, I mean, obviously maybe there are some injuries, but it's that mental conditioning or that story we tell ourselves. Oh, I, you know, I get injured too much. But, you know, I think 
I think running every day is possible for everyone. You just have to be smart. Even if you just do a mile a day, you know, what are you doing the rest of the day? You know, you can yoga, foam rolling, ice. You just have to kind of be more um, consistent with preventing injuries, which, you know, especially in a, a run streak, you know, I've been through many injuries myself and it's, um, most of them I think were caused by like overtraining, you know, like obviously mm-hmm. you need to know when your body needs a rest, you know, early on my, I never ran, I forget the, I think the first time I ran just, I never ran just one mile, but at least like one, one and a half miles was, um, you know, when I was pregnant, but I always, you know, I had my minimum of three miles thinking, you know, like, oh, anything less than this isn't, isn't running. So it's like, I feel like at some point you kind of have to get over the, the fact that, you know, it's just a matter of getting out and doing your run. It doesn't really matter the time, the distance, you know, it's just oh, another yeah, day. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely had, um, my minimum for myself is 1.1 miles mm-hmm. just because, GPS. Yeah. Um, just to be safe. Or, you know, if I, if I have to run on a treadmill. Yeah. Uh, which now that I have my own treadmill, I, I do trust its distance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, running on like gym treadmills or hotel treadmills, which I've done here and there, um, I always shoot for 1.1. And, you know, there's definitely the days I've, you know, run through food poisoning. I've <laughs> yeah. run through um, really just one major injury, mm-hmm. um, which I think is, is pretty pretty good for that amount of time and that amount of mileage. Um, and I'm sure if you ask my doctor, the injury may have healed a little faster if I had just taken time off. Yeah. Um, and what, what, what also, was your injury? I had a, oh, um, so I strained my hamstring hmm. um, in 2019. I actually, so I, I moved to Colorado from uh, Washington, D.C. at the beginning of 2018. Mm-hmm. And I had never lived at altitude before, so that was quite a rude awakening for me. <laughs> um, and when I got there, I mean, my pace decreased significantly. Yeah. And with the surgeries that I've had, I'm a lot more prone to um, getting bursitis in my hips. Mm. So I developed bursitis in my right hip, but it Boston 2018 was right around the corner, so I just ran through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and once it sorted itself out, I realize now, I didn't realize it at the time that I had been modifying my gait because hmm. I was in yeah. a lot of pain. Yeah. And that's the problem. The yes. main issue <laughs> running through injuries, you know, I've been there too, you know, definitely and, over, overcompensating. You know, it, you know, it carries through, mm-hmm. right? So you start with it on one side, you overcompensate. Um, yeah. And that's how I ended up straining my hamstring and I didn't really give it the attention that it deserved until, um, probably six months after it started hurting and I Boston 2019 was right around the corner and I got lucky enough to go to a physical therapist who said, I will, she did not say stop running. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I'll get you to the race in as little pain as possible. But when you're done, you have to come back so we can fix this. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So, you know, she did a lot of dry needling and deep tissue massage and, um, like no exercises, nothing like that. She got me there and I was pain free through most of the race. Um, and then when I got back, we started working and, um, I basically had to take the rest of 2019 off Mm -hmm. and then COVID hit in 2020. So 
Yeah. I'm really itching to get back to racing. <laughs> yeah. Well, off meaning what? A mile or so a day? Oh, yeah. Um, no, so I probably, you know, because I would try to come back to training and then realize that it wasn't time yet. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so there were some months in there where I was still getting in 150 to 200 miles. Um, I think the lowest month I was probably around 60. So I was trying to do like two, maybe three a day, but I was keeping it very, very easy. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I finally was realized that I was better, um, in late 2019, um, I started working with a coach, uh, Sarah Bishop from McCurdy trained and she is, um, she's a crazy running lady and, you know, she races a ton. She got into triathlons and she's, she's always like, let's do hard stuff. And, and it's just, it's been a really good match. I've run more miles, uh, with her in a, the last uh, year and some change than I ever have. Um, but you know, coming back from an injury is hard. Like you lose a lot of fitness. So mm-hmm. It and you know when I chose a coach too, I had I had been following her on social media and I knew some people that she coached. And when I had my initial coaching call with her, and I was like, I run every single day, and that's not negotiable. She was yeah. like, Okay, I'm on board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've... you know that was that was important to me to find somebody who could, um, you know, help me along with my fitness, but also understood that this is part of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've been that same place um as far as working with coaches and telling them yeah I'm gonna be running every single day you know my college coach um did not agree you know I just get a lot of uh problems I guess not a lot because I wasn't like the fastest on the team or anything but you know he'd always well if you didn't run every day and I was I'm also vegetarian he's like yeah you you don't you run every day and you're vegetarian you could be a lot better runner you know it's like well these are my choices you know did anybody give you a hard time for running every day um especially through your injury um you know the the physical therapist that I had um she she works with a lot of um high level athletes much higher level athletes than me and so I think she just she gave me her advice and then and then she helped fix me And Mm -hmm. she didn't, she didn't try to, to guilt me into running less, which, which was really nice. And, uh, you know, through that too, my husband was incredibly supportive Mm -hmm. and, you know, he has, I've never, I'll have to say, I don't think that I've ever almost missed a day Mm -hmm. where, where I forgot. Um, there's been days where I cut it kind of close because of work or travel. Um, but you know, I've, I've definitely had bad days where, I didn't want to run because something crazy happened in life. Right. And, um, he's been really great about, you know, being just encouraging. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's you know, that's, that's what you got to have at home because I mean, I've been streaking for almost six years. I've gone through a divorce. I've gotten remarried. And so, you know, the streak came before him Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he was on board with it from day one. Like he got it. (laughs) And it's actually kind of funny. We, you know, we joke a lot because we started dating on an even 100 streak day, mm-hmm. like a round number. Sounds so lucky. every time I hit a new hundred, I'm like, oh, yeah. we've been dating for, you know, we've been together for this many days. So that's <laughs> always kind of, yeah, kind yeah. of a funny thing that I think most people wouldn't know. Yeah. 
your your run streak dictates your celebrations as a couple. <laughs> so, so, does, so it's like we have, you know, kind of two anniversaries. But... Yeah. Does he run as well? Um, so he does. He's also in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he runs to, to stay in shape for PT, um, but he's more of a weightlifter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if it's been a long day, if it's been a hard day, or we work a lot, and we sometimes don't get to spend a lot of time together. So, you know, if we if we don't get home until 8 o'clock at night, he'll hop on his bike and come ride his bike with mm-hmm. me while I run so we can spend time together. And that's just mm-hmm. such valuable time. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your schedule because um, I know it's pretty unpredictable and the fact that you move around, you know, you don't really know maybe where you're going to be after Florida. Um, so, ha- and I don't know if you do, you said you did some, well, obviously not in these days, maybe you don't travel as much, but um, what does that kind of look like? And uh do you make sure you get your run in first thing or do you kind of plan out your day? And I'm sure it's kind of varied over the years since you've been stationed different places, but um, do you want to talk about kind of how you kind of control the ability to get in your run every day? Yeah. So, um, you know, when, when I was at the Pentagon, our schedule was, it was rough, <laughs> uh, you know, changing your sleep schedule, shifting it by eight hours every 10 days. It, yeah it takes a toll. Um, so, you know, there it depended on what shift I was on when, when I would run because our day shift started at five o'clock in the morning. So running Mm -hmm. before work wasn't really feasible. Um, so it, it definitely evolves as I go. Mm Um, every time I get stationed somewhere new, I have a new kind of job. So, you know, kind of have to flex with that, but typically I will plan it out. Um, and, a lot of times I, I do plan to run in the mornings if I don't have to work super early. Um, but I, as I've gotten further, I've started to listen to my body a lot more. And mm-hmm. if my alarm goes off in the morning and I'm exhausted, then it's worth it for me to go back to sleep and run in the evening. Even if sometimes <clears throat> I don't know when I'm going to be getting off work. Um, mm-hmm. I've just been, you know, really trying to, to listen to the body more. Mm-hmm. instead of living by such a set schedule. Um, but, you know, it definitely, like, when I was coming to Tampa, you know, I had to drive three days to get here. So I was trying to run, get up in the mornings and run before we drive because mm-hmm. running after you've been in a car all day is terrible. <laughs> it is, but it also helps get the blood moving too. I've had a, you know, I don't know if you, you, you've stopped along the, the, the drive, I guess, to – to get in the run or anything, but I know what you mean. It's sitting all day and then moving. <laughs> I have before, um, a couple of times, but I am a, I'm a pretty heavy sweater. So I try, I try <laughs> yeah. to not do that. Cause then you're just kind of sitting damp for the rest of the ride. That's true, yeah. Um, but no, typically before I travel, um, I get up and, and run in the mornings and then in the winter, I try to run in the afternoons. Um, I live, when I'm not in Tampa, um, I actually live in North Texas in Wichita Falls, just maybe 15 miles south of Oklahoma. So the okay. summers are yeah. intensely hot. Um, so, you know, during the summer, I, I kind of have to get up and run in the morning. I don't really have a choice because mm-hmm. in the afternoon it could be 110 degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a treadmill, but mm-hmm. I, it is not my first choice. Yeah. 
So, you know, it's, it's always an interesting, um, just especially with, you know, what we do. Like one time um, when I was stationed at the Pentagon, we got about 30 inches of snow. Hmm. And where I worked was 24-7, which is why we worked the, the strange shifts. Um, so we had to stay at work for a few days. Hmm. And so I actually ran a I did five miles on the top floor of the Pentagon for one of my street days, <laughs> nice. um, which was interesting. And I asked the security guards, said, can, can I run? And, um, they, they didn't seem to have a problem with it. So I said, okay. And nice. Yeah. That would took off. And you know, it's almost a mile around if you go around hmm. the outside. Well, yeah. Um, good to know in case, you know, we ever get stuck on the top floor of the Pentagon. Just <laughs> right. Kind of a strange place to yeah. to have to run, but um So you had you your know, did you have your running oh, shoes with you? I did. So I brought all you know, when uh we knew that the storm was coming, they said, Hey, you're gonna be here for probably a few days. Hmm. So I brought running clothes, you know, we brought food and shower stuff, everything with us to um to, to basically live there. Did you ever sleep on cots? (laughs) Did you think in your mind, like, oh, great, you know, I'm going to basically be trapped for three days. How am I going to get in my run? Or did you just think like, okay, I'll, I'll figure it out when I get there. What was that kind of? You know, I was like, I'll figure it out when I get there. Yeah. And there's, there's been a a lot of days like that. Um, And I think it just kind of comes with the mindset of being in the military for almost 15 years is Mm -hmm. like, I'll, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'll make it happen. Yeah. You know, it, it'll it be fine. Um, I ran in the building one day and then I actually ran in, a, I ran up and down one lane of a parking lot the other two days, the only lane that had plowed. I just ran back and forth on that, but I was just happy to be outside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's, it's something that we always have to figure out. And, you know, some days you, I might have an eight mile run planned and then work happens and I come home and I run three and then, it's time to go to bed. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, it's, it's hard having a schedule that, you know, you're not so much in charge of. So I think, you know, in your, in your example, it's possible to get in a run, whether it's just a mile every day. It's just about, I think that priority, you know, you could easily be like, you know, trapped here for three days. Um, you know, I don't know how appropriate this is, but it's like, you know, you have that. I know a lot of people call run streakers stubborn. So, you know, we definitely have <laughs> I'm to. I'm very stubborn, yeah. yes. <laughs> we have to have that stubborn part of us being like, no one's going to tell me no. You know, I'm going to get it in, you know, in some cases, life or death. <laughs> oh, but. yeah. And uh, I think that a lot of my, a lot of the things that I've done in running, uh, I kind of did because, I, you know, I was told no. That surgeon said you can't. Mm-hmm. Probably won't be able to run more than three miles, and I was like, "No, I can, I can run more than three miles." Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I, I think that kind of goes with the territory, and it's just a, you know, it's kind of like that thing that it's like no matter what, no matter what else happens that day, no matter else, you know, what else you do, who you talk to, you know that you ran. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good feeling to go to bed with every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess when you started in 2015, um, that's, you know, other 
women I've spoken with, uh, maybe they have streaks that have started before the GPS watch thing. But for you, what does that look like as far as logging your miles or journal or if you have um, uh, just a way to, to track your daily run? Do you rely on an app or how, like how do you keep track so of everything? So I, um, I do, you know, I use GPS I have graduated from, I started with a TomTom GPS watch, which actually worked very well. Great battery life. Um, Mm -hmm. So most of my stuff is on Garmin and Strava now. Um, But I don't have a paper notebook. Mm -hmm. And kind of part of that is I never know where I'm going to be. Yeah. Um, And, you know, not all my runs have been captured on GPS because there's been times when I've been places for work where, I can't have a GPS watch. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just go out and I run by time. And when you've been doing this for a long time, you know how long it takes. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I do is I've got a, I have a draft email that I've been keeping for almost six years now in my Gmail that I have every, every day in. Mm-hmm. And then um, every month's mileage, every year's mileage. And then um, usually on big days, I'll go and calculate, you know, the recalculate the miles per day. And I know there's apps that do that for you, um, but this is how I started doing it. And yeah, I just kind of keep rolling with it. I would love to have a notebook that had every run in it, but with the um, unpredictability and travel and things like that. It's just not practical to, to try to keep a notebook on me all the time. Yeah. It's not for work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I understand that. It's like, it's that risk of, of losing it or, you know, that like paper these days, it's, it's always yeah. good to have a backup, <laughs> which, you know, when I, I started my streak and, um, yeah, not forget when was it 2002, um, you know, there wasn't a way to track online or anything. Well, I don't, mm-hmm. we didn't really have a computer <laughs> at that time, but, um, yeah, I have all these pages, like, I just need to get on it and scan them in and, because I, I still handwrite everything, so it's... Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I would love to do that, because <laughs> I'm a very handwritten person, mm-hmm. um, you know, I love to send people cards and, and things like that, but um, it just... Yeah, it makes you sense. You know, practicality to... of it, and moving every few years, I mean, mm-hmm. things get lost, things get broken... Yeah, I have it. It's so. at my it's at my parents' house with a big um, piece of paper that says "Do not touch." <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah, but yeah, any other? Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe someday when we land, that'll be uh, yeah something I can I can start keeping track of. But we've got um, you know probably another five ten years of doing this, and mm-hmm. um, so. Really, no no plans to stop anytime soon. Yeah, and then I guess um, as far as your your goals for for running or um, even streaking, um, you know, some people have a a goal to reach a certain amount of days or years. Or um, for me, I just see it as something I do every day. It's not like I have a an end goal. But as far as your running, is there what sort of goals do you have coming up? So, um, as far as, you know, the run streak, um, I would love to make it to 10 years. Um, Mm -hmm. but also, um, you know, my husband and I really want to have kids and I understand, I I think it's amazing that you were able to streak through both of yours. And I know a lot of women who have, but 
a lot. Do you know, uh, you know a lot? I, don't I know. also understand that that it may not be a possibility. And, you know, mm-hmm. if I told him if it's not, it's something I can come back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but for now, I've got a few marathons that I'm looking at for the fall and the spring. It'll just kind of depend on when they tell me I'm going yeah. home to Texas. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also recently got promoted. Um, so that is probably going to make us move to a new, mm-hmm. um, to a new base once I get home. Um, so, you know, like I said, it's kind of always up in the air. Like I can mm-hmm. plan for races yeah. and I'll sign up, but there's been a lot of races where I don't end up getting to run because I have to go somewhere for work or we get moved or mm-hmm. we never know. Um, but my, my ultimate end goal is I'd really love to run a sub three marathon. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so, how, how far or how close are you to running that or what's your best? I, uh, my marathon pier is three eleven. Okay. Yeah. That's doable. And I, I ran that with my, uh, strained hamstring. Hmm. So <laughs> I, I think I probably could have done a little better if I was healthy, yeah. uh, but you know, I think it's definitely doable and my coach is, is on board with getting me there. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just all got to line up, right? Yeah. Got to have the well, great race, great conditions. Yeah. And, I just always think of the, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. So it's exactly yeah, the fact like, you know, you and I running every single day, you know, we get onto the start line and we're like looking around, we're like, we've put in training every single day. You know, I don't know about mm-hmm. you, you, you lady over here, but <laughs> you know, I'm and com- you know, it's funny because I've run my very best races. I have run in just absolutely terrible conditions. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of feel like when, when I get out there and they say, what well, conditions are going to be terrible. I'm like, well, we're all, you know, we're all running in the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Mm-hmm. I'll, nice. I'll run the goal until, until it's not feasible anymore. Yeah. Well, if you ever get to your running through pregnancy, give me, give me a call. I'm happy to, to support, you know, I know, I know there's only a few people I've connected with that have, um, gone through it, you know, running, not only, you know, I mean, people can run through pregnancy. It's just the whole ordeal about delivering that baby and running <laughs> during and after. So, um, yeah, and and uh, it's also it's also that that stubbornness that needs to kick in. You know, it's um, I don't know, you just got to be the like extra extra stubborn. Like I was running through contractions and thinking about like you know, it's basically like running running with like a muscle cramp. You know, like and we've all <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, but we've all been there. You know, you but you ran through like a a strained hamstring. It's like you know, we've, we've had a run through, especially if you have a streak before, obviously, before you have to run through this, but you know, you've, you've run through some hard things. It's like, okay, you know, what could, what could be harder? <laughs> so yeah, it's, I mean, that's where it gets controversial as, as we know, but um, yeah, it's still I possible. Mean, it, it definitely <laughs> does. And you know, it does, like you said, earlier um, when you're running through injury too it gets controversial because mm-hmm. everybody wants to give you advice mm-hmm. and you know at the end of the day if you're you know if I was at the point where I was doing something that I could feel was hurting me then you know I would stop um, but I've never hit that point before mm-hmm. so you know for now I'll just 
keep on keeping on. Yeah, just, yeah, every day, another run. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Well, yeah, thank you so much for your time. If you have any other, I don't know, stories or um, anything else that you'd like to to add that we didn't get to. Um, um, you know, there, there was one thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I told you about a month and a half after I started streaking, I got on Google and thought somebody else has to be doing this too. And mm-hmm. I looked it up and I found the website. And then a few months after that, I found the Facebook page, um, the, the streak runners international Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I got a, a random message one day from, uh, from another woman streaker. And she said, Hey, um, I don't know you, but mm-hmm. we run about the same pace. Um, and we, could talk about running mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it was just kind of a funny um because I'm very awkward um <laughs> and it was just kind of a funny you know cold almost like cold call Facebook yeah. message um oh, it sounds like a pickup line to me I don't know no, I'm just kidding we <laughs> we started um you know talking a lot actually and we're she's one of my best friends now oh, cool. um, and that was in <laughs> that was in 20 uh, 16 and it turned out that our first marathon had both been Marine Corps marathon. <laughs> nice. So, you know, now we talk almost every day. Yeah. Uh, still both run streakers and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's, it's a neat way to meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm glad that the, that the organization and the group exists so that all those people can connect. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, it's nice to have that community, you know, for, for the longest time, um, you know, I did, that didn't exist for me. Like Facebook wasn't even a thing back in early 2000s. <laughs> so, and just, I mean, for me, when I found the Run Streak Association, the runeveryday.com, you know, I've, I've, I've felt that same way. Like, oh, wow. Like in some ways I, I'm like, I'm not as crazy as people say. There's other people that have exactly. been doing this far longer. Yes. <laughs> so, I think that was a big part of yeah. it. Like I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it is nice to have that community and just, you know, even being on the list, you know, it's, there's only, I think I don't, haven't looked recently, but last, a few months ago, there was 4,000, um, registered streaks. And I know there's streaks out there that, um, people haven't registered even like super long ones. So, you know, part of my mission as well is to get out the word about the, the run, run and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it's actually been really nice connecting with other run streakers, podcasting, and Facebook groups, and so it's yeah, I yeah, and it was great to see the the women's streak page mm-hmm. um, started recently too because when you go through that list, I mean, there's just uh, so many fewer women on it, so I think it's neat that, yeah. that even more women are coming to, not just to running but also to to streaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's that also that hesitancy of pregnancy running through that. And, um, you know, when I first started, people would tell me, oh, well, you know, your streak's going to stop when you get pregnant. So, you know, that stubbornness was like, you know, I never allowed my mind to be like, well, you know, well, it might happen. I was just like, no, it's not, you know, I'll figure out a way. Same like you, you know, you'd figure out a way how to run on being in the Pentagon locked down for like three days. <laughs> so there's always, there's always a way. <laughs> yeah. Nice. 
cool. Well, it was it was great talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome, and thanks for being a guest. And we'll we'll keep in touch. And um, uh, well, I guess through the the Facebook page, um, you know, we'll keep posting about running. <laughs> so, but yeah, sounds good. And have a good rest of your day. And have you done your run yet today? Or you said you did it in the morning. I did. Yeah. Yep. Um, I finished at about nine thirty, and it was. Um, it's incredibly warm and humid here in Tampa, so uh, getting out early helped. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Hope you hope you have a relaxing Saturday and happy running. Oh, thank you so much. It was great <laughs> to talk to you. Yeah, thanks, Bye. Tiffany. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining. That was Tiffany um, and... I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We have a lot more women streak runners coming on in the next few weeks. So we all have our different stories and we all have our different ways of getting in the run. So I hope this inspired you to realize, you know, you can make a run happen every day, no matter what the conditions, Um, you know, for the most part, obviously we have some outliers where it's literally not possible, but um, I hope it was inspiring, and we were talking about the Streak Runners International, so if you go to runeveryday.com, you can read more about starting your own official run streak. Uh, my website is dailyrunwithza.com, and you can connect with me there, so hope you have a great day and happy running.